in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are two brothers who analyze the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the guy that listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Ben Tillman to your Wade Hampton, but except of a couple of white boys, we're going to be talking about white noise. Very true, Chris. We're going to be talking about EVPs and spirit boxes today. I don't know what a spirit box is, so I'm excited to learn what that is. Well, you did say that you wanted to learn more about ghost hunting tech, and a spirit box is a very important piece of ghost hunting tech. You finally gave me some ghost tech, dude. It's only been almost a year. It's It's been 52 episodes, so I think it's been a year, right? <laughs> Have we been doing when this we a year? talk about ghost tech? I think it would have been one of the ghost ghost to ghost episodes somewhere around there. So yeah. still lessening. It may have only been like 20 episodes. Okay. That's not that bad then. That's only six months. But we're getting into it today, Chris. Let's do it. So this is going to be a dark matter episode, actually, which is not something that we have covered previously. Dark matter why i'm not even sure if i know what that is so dark matter is a series uh of late night i guess it's it's arts late night show on sirius xm and it ran for a total of i believe three months it went from september 16th 2013 to november 4th 2013 so it did not last very long so satellite radio only as well yeah yeah so it was after he left Coast, he was doing his new show called Dark Matter on Sirius, and it did not go great for him. Uh, apparently, him and Sirius had a falling out very quickly, and then it just went kaput. Yeah, dude, he was taking insane people like J.C. Webster and, you know, people talking about vampires and stuff, like sucking energy. Like, yeah, dude, not everybody loves that when you're trying to run a serious, brand new, off-the-ground company. Yeah, yeah, there were some uh, interesting things going on. He said that his his listeners weren't able to access SiriusXM over the internet, and that was really inhibiting his ability to have a show that has callers because people couldn't hear it, so they weren't calling in. In my mind, that just signals the fact that maybe his show wasn't super popular on SiriusXM, but I don't I know. think that, I mean, that totally makes sense. Uh, the The whole thing was that it was on AM radio, dude. Everybody could access AM radio. Yeah, yeah. Sirius XM is a little, a little fancy. You got to pay for that, dude. Screw that. I don't think truckers have Sirius, but I don't know, man. I don't have Sirius. That may be like a new thing that some truck companies and stuff give their truckers access to with some mm -hmm. kind of satellite radio. But nowadays, probably not anymore. You just get Pandora or Spotify or whatever, right? Something like that. But before we get to any of that, Chris... We got to go check in with our good friend, Tim Banal at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim time. Today's article, former head of Russian space agency casts doubt on the Apollo moon landing. Dude, Russians, get out of here, dude. We got <laughs> enough conspiracy as it is. 
Oh, it's one that made me really happy, dude. I love a good moon landing hoax conspiracy. They always make me like they bring me joy. They really do. Dude, the American CIA is just over there assassinating Russian thought figures. And all the Russians can do is like say, well, maybe you didn't land on the moon when you said you did. Let's get to the article. The former head of Russia's space agency raised eyebrows over the weekend when he suggested that the United States did not actually land on the moon. Are they those ultra bushy Brezhnev eyebrows or just like normal eyebrows? Just normal eyebrows. Just normal. Okay, eyebrows. got it. Keep going. The Brezhnev Sorry. did have fantastic eyebrows. The surprising assertion came about this past Sunday when Dmitry Rogozin who served as the leader of Roscosmos. That's a really fun name, Roscosmos. What does um, that mean? What do, the, what do they do? It's their space agency. That's the name of it? Yeah. Oh, I guess I want to be like Soviet cosmonauts anymore, huh? No, they definitely would have taken that away. The, that, that one doesn't work anymore. Yeah, Roscosmos is the state space corporation, which is a state corporation of the Russian Federation responsible for space flights, cosmonautics programs and aerospace research hey the more you know so he was and i just love that ross cosmos he was in charge of ross cosmos from may of 2018 until being dismissed from the post in july of last year and he took to social media and recounted a remarkable story this guy gets freaking terminated <laughs> and that he's not even good enough for putin dude putin said get why are we listening to this guy let me Sammy, read the quote come on. let me read the quote about 10 years ago, when I worked in the government, I sent an official request to Roscosmos to provide me with the documentary evidence of the American stay on the moon. Rogozin indicated that his initial curiosity had come about when he was, quote, painfully embarrassed by how cosmonauts returning to Earth could barely stand on their feet, while their American counterparts, quote, crawled out of their lunar ships like cucumbers from the gardens. However, the response to his request proved to be rather perplexing and seemingly only raised more questions than answers. According to Rogozin, he was given a copy of the book Conquest of the Moon by Astronauts, along with an assurance from pioneering cosmonaut Alexei Leonov that the Apollo landings were genuine because he had been told as much by the astronauts who had accomplished the historic feat. Yeah, dude, that's that astronaut bond, dude, looking out at the little pale blue dot dude this guy's never been he's been fired by putin dude Timmy. the fact that he was dismissed from the post makes me a little skeptical of where he's at right this now. guy yeah dude first of all uh, terrible communications <laughs> talking about cucumbers and stuff what is he talking about so, still skeptical, Rogozin says that when he eventually became the head of the space agency, quote, I continued my search for this evidence, but I didn't find anything there. Yeah, dude, he, Putin wouldn't let this guy touch anything good. What he did discover was that Russian officials were not very pleased with his line of inquiry to the point that he received a call from one high-ranking individual accusing me of aggravating the international situation with my doubts. Now, that's interesting. Now, that is the first thing that has happened in this article that makes me think maybe we didn't go to the moon. That someone tried to shut him down? Yeah, dude. What? Why are we trying to silence this man? Why are we trying to silence this Russian man? He's just asking he questions about something. the moon landing. He could be onto something. <laughs> 
In his defense, Rogozin insisted that he was merely trying to determine, quote, the true state of affairs with regards to lunar exploration, as it was not clear to me how the United States, at that level of technological development of the 1960s of the last century, did what they still cannot do now. Ooh! Yo, shots fired by the <laughs> fired Russian! He's been terminated. Rogozin. He's no longer has a job. Just trolling America, just like still. That's that Soviet blood, dude. Yeah. That's good stuff. I, I will take on the Western capitalist <laughs> imperialists by myself. I don't even need you, Putin. Yeah, Rogozin is in stuff, between opportunities though, right now, Chris. He's in between opportunities. <laughs> Have you looked him up on LinkedIn? No. <laughs> there's, there's, he's not on LinkedIn. Oh, dude, he's definitely got a LinkedIn. He's looking for a tech startup right now. <laughs> I'll go I'll go work for him. Rogozin ultimately concluded his post by using that instead of finding evidence that American astronauts had landed on the moon. His investigation led him to what he considers to be, quote, proof that their people were in our establishment. As one might imagine, historians and other experts have called his account into question by pointing out that during the space race, the Russians were closely watching America's progress and observed the lunar landing both from here on Earth, as well as by way of their own craft orbiting the moon at the time, which makes his claim of Roscosmos not having any evidence of the event to be rather dubious. I can just see the headline now. Noted historian when asked about Russian ideas on space landing says, who? Question mark? Yeah. Who is this man? He ran the space agency. He's a fired, fired individual, dude. I would, and like, had the job for like a year and a half. Yeah. That's not the best, dude. I want to talk to that Israeli general that was running the spy satellites, dude. Yeah, that carries a little more water. He was doing that job for like 30 years. This guy was literally in it for a year and a half before they're like, get him out of here. Install the first Israeli satellites into space. Are you kidding me? And who's this Russian jabroni, dude? Talking about America? Dude, I'll be fucked, dude. Dude, he's supposed to be getting oh, yeah, spy I... satellites into space, and he's too busy trying to prove the moon landing was faked. <laughs> yeah, dude. No wonder Putin fired him. He's like, dude, like, who cares? We're we're in a major <laughs> we're in a major war. In the Ukraine, and all you can talk about is, um, did America land on the moon in 69? Yeah, well, they've been at war for, like, over a decade. They, they got some other things to deal with. Yeah. Jeez, well, dude, that was a frustrating one. It didn't convince you? That was, a that was a frustrating one. I'm good. I'm here for a good moon landing hoax, but that was some BS, dude. I don't want to hear from some no-name Russian bureaucrat who gets terminated. By Putin. Well, pivoting, Chris, to some housekeeping. You can support our show on Patreon by following the link in the show notes to get ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, and exclusive patron-only episodes where we are currently reading through the most stolen book in history, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper, the father of modern conspiracy. If you don't have any cash to give us, you can always support us by dropping us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribing wherever you see that button to help us with the algorithm. And you can also send your posy vibes to c2cpmpod at gmail.com or find us on Reddit, Coast to Coast PM. All of those links will be in the show notes. All right, Crystal, are you ready to jump to dark matter and hear from some ghosts? 
Yeah, dude. I'm actually. You got a intro for me because we haven't heard Dark Matter yet. We do have a Dark Matter intro, so I we kind of get would. a taste. A little I taste. Knew you would. <laughs> you know I'm here for you. I know you would. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, exclusively on Sirius XM Radio, this is Dark Matter with your host, Art Bell. Now, here's Art. Extra terrestrial radio, actually. Hey there, everybody. It's another Monday, and thus begins another week of Dark Matter. Great to be here. Don't love it, dude. Not as strong. Not as strong as Coast. Don't love it, dude. Mm-hmm. Not phenomenal intro, dude. It's low energy, dude. Yeah, I think Dark Matter was not... The episodes are not my favorite, but really? I think it's important that we do cover some of them. So some of them are okay, but it just doesn't have the same... It doesn't hit like it did on Coast. Right. It's just all of it, dude. It's all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you need the crackle of the AM radio, dude, or it doesn't count. The funny part about this, when I was listening to this recording, I was like, oh, my God, dude, you can tell it's not 90s AM radio. This is 2013 satellite because it doesn't sound like shit. Crisp. <laughs> it's it's nice and too crisp. crisp. It's like when you get your first HD TV, dude, or mm-hmm. your 4K res. And you're looking at it and you're like, why does this look like a soap opera? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can see this man's pores. I don't want to see that. Edward James almost looks insane, dude. So uh, this episode is going to be interviewing Brendan Cook and Jimmy Chunga from the GIS. Chunga. Which is the Ghost Investigators Society. I'm just going to be saying that occasionally. Chunga. He's a morning radio host, so he designed his name to uh, to sound like that, I think. The best, the best radio name on the planet. It's Mr. Chunga. So here, here's an in- intro of these uh, these two boys for you. Here they come. Brendan Cook. Uh, we've got two guests tonight. Brendan Cook is one of them. Uh, he's one of the founding members, as you know, and key spokesperson of the GIS. He's been on the forefront of EVP. That's Electronic Voice Phenomena Research, Ghost Photography, and the Use of Modern Technological Devices to Capture What Goes On in the Spirit World for 15 Years Now. His research with Chunga, he's our second guest, Jimmy Chunga, has brought forth new concepts and ideas of what could be possible. Chunga and Brendan have been working together to bring this research to the public for 14 years. We've never heard from Jimmy Chunga. Birth name Brett Smith. He's sensitive and uses this strange ability to aid in his paranormal research. Chunga performs almost all of his investigations with two of the country's most veteran and frankly skeptical investigators. First is Brendan. The second is Ben Hansen. So there's more, but I'm going to jump to my guest. Dude, I don't like EVP at all. EVP legitimately scares me. I remember watching white noise with Michael Keaton Uh and being terrified, dude. That was such a scary movie. And then I like got obsessed with watching early YouTube videos of people like turn the volume up and you just like hear voices and stuff. And it's like, get out of this house. And I was like, no, dude, no, dude. I don't want to play this game. I don't like EVP, but we're, you're about to give me a giant dose of it. Aren't you? 
Oh, so we're gonna listen to so many EVPs. Get really oh, stoked! No, and some dude. of them are spooky. Oh, dude, I bet they are. I bet they, this is so scary. This is scary stuff, dude. I love it, man. I love. It. Before we get to that, we gotta like we gotta lay the groundwork. Let's see like, what's going on. So, Art has talked with our friend Brendan Cook previously. He's never talked to Jimmy Chunga because Brendan, who's a member of the GIS, uh, would usually come on Art Show with a woman named Barbara McBeath who started GIS and they have been on coast to coast like 20 total times. So he then pulled them into uh, dark matter and was interviewing them here. And art really does not like Chunga's name, which I thought was funny. So I wanted to include this clip. And I am uh, honored to be here uh, with another outstanding Sterling radio professional like you. I'm so excited about this. Thank you. Can I call you Jimmy? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, you can Chunga's. call me, yeah, Chunga, everybody, you know, all my friends call me Chunga, but if you're more comfortable Chunga. calling me Jimmy, that's, you know, be my guest. Definitely, Jimmy. Uh, and, well, it's great to have you on, Jimmy. Art, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I love Chunga. <laughs> no, but he's, he was a morning radio DJ that I guess met up with Brendan, and then that's how he started doing this. Um, but that's like such a morning DJ name, Chunga. Dude, my morning DJ was Brett Hall in the morning, dude. 106.7, baby. On the way to school in the morning, you're going to get your 70s, 80s, and 90s hits with <laughs> Brett Hall. Yeah, honestly, Chunga, a little bit of a douchebag, but I think you'd expect that from a morning DJ. So you got, you got that. You have to have that energy a little bit. Brett Hall was not a douche, dude. Very nice guy. Family-friendly guy. You got to appreciate that. There's There's kids in the car in the morning. That's right. But there are not kids in the car when Dark Matters on the air because it was another Ooh. midnight show. And we're getting spooky with it. EVP. All right, Chris. So let's jump into what are we doing with these EVPs? What's happening? What is here? it? What is this thing? What are we talking about? <laughs> these are going to be voices from, we believe, ghost dead people. Right. Right. All right. Um, you know, everybody wants to know, how are these recorded? Well, in the old days, I know that you all used standard tape machines, right? Uh, yeah. You remember the old put it in and there was actually tape yeah, the in old... there that went around? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you would take these to places that are allegedly haunted, um, old buildings, graveyards. Um, I, I guess you would have a long list, right? Yeah, hospitals, factories. And these locations yield more of these electronic voices than uh, than normal locations, or do you go there for just effect? No, well, it's, it's not so much for effect. It's more that's where we're called. And I, I don't know if that's because people think that is haunted because it's old a yeah. new a new home can be a new location uh, a recently built building can be every bit as haunted as a uh, as an old historical location yeah dude what if you built on an indian burial ground dude that place is definitely haunted well and what i love about this too is the the whole thing behind evps is that you go to a spooky location and you take your tape recorder with us and, and you just record and you record, yeah. right? So then they get together and have like hundreds and hundreds of hours of recording and they take it all back home and they just sit down in front of a computer and listen to it. And then yeah, they turned real loud, right? Yeah. Yeah. Make a real loud because it's going to, you're going to hear like a little squeaky thing and then you got to isolate it and then just like, just blow it up. 
but yeah. they, they're just sitting there all around the computer listening to hours of nothingness. Yeah, it's pretty much what I have to do to your voice every recording because you talk like a pipsqueak in real life. Well, that's really sweet of you, Chris. Thank you so much. Ba-dum-bum. So EVPs, Chris, it's pretty interesting, right? Potentially catching the voices of the dead that you can't hear, right? When you catch an EVP, you don't hear it. It's only when you listen back to the tape that you do, right? There's um, a reason why you're not supposed to hear these. Why? Because it's it's devil stuff, dude. This is bad stuff. Well, apparently it's been going on for a really long time. Yeah, since you could record. EVP itself goes back to, well, how far? Uh, it goes back to Gregorian monks. <laughs> I heard that Alexander Graham did yes. some EVP stuff. Oh, yeah. Right? He was... I mean, he was working on the device. It was Thomas Edison. They were all working on devices to create something to communicate with the dead. I mean, it's, it's human nature to want to do that. For some people. <laughs> it's, uh, it's human nature. <laughs> Not one of those things that everybody longs to do. Hey, I think I'll talk to the dead today. That's what I'm saying, Art, dude. That's what I'm saying. All right? I'm right there with you. First of all, they... I want to know more about the Gregorian monks, dude. What were they doing with EVPs? I didn't know we had uh, recording equipment all the way back then. I have no idea. I did not look into that, to be honest. You didn't look into that? I did not look into that. Uh, awful host, dude. Terrible Just, host. I'm going to take that mic away from you. <laughs> it is turning you into something that I'm confused by. <laughs> I'm a monster! <laughs> Well, and that's what they were saying, too. It was like, honestly, I would do this, man. This Listen to this made me want to go take out my phone and try and capture some EVPs in a graveyard. Dude, you know Alexander Graham Bell and Thomas Edison were definitely into some occult stuff. Well, they were all super spooky. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Especially in that old school, like, what was it, phonograph, where you're just mm -hmm. like... <laughs> just like cranking it and stuff dude that's creepy dude. hand crank is creepy yeah it's very scary i don't want anything hand cranked yeah dude, no hand cranking here all right so i promised you a little bit of ghost tech chris so what we're talking about with evps that's where you take just a standard tape recorder right and you just record and try to catch something now there's something called the sb7 spirit box and this is a pretty newfangled piece of technology that we're going to talk spirit about box, dude. You, you go down to the ghostbusters and pick one up you know there's a lot of controversy about these spirit boxes these sb7 spirit boxes and whether or not you know this is where brendan and i we've had some heated discussions about this because brendan has always been of the opinion that uh you know this is nothing more than just radio uh audio coming through a speaker and and people using the power of suggestion which is admittedly very very strong to generate their own opinions about uh, what it is that they're hearing uh, what is it, a spirit box please Oh, the spirit the SB7 spirit box is the next generation in EVP technology. And there are probably a lot of people that are listening now that are very, uh, and justifiably so, very skeptical of the data that, that they get out of the SB. It's called an SB7 spirit box. All right, so I still don't really understand what this thing is. Dude, this chunk of guy is such a salesman. He just yeah. talks in circles about it forever. Yeah, it's a spirit box. All right. I'm it's, telling you what it is. It's the next generation, Chris. And we could do a payment plan on this thing, Art. 
<laughs> so he, he art keeps asking and finally we get to it like what the hell is an sb7 sphere box what is this thing it, it, it's kind of a two-stage thing it does a couple of things it it pumps em energy out into the atmosphere and it's a radio scanner so you'll scan radio frequencies at one radio frequency for every fourth of a second so one second in the amount of time it takes you you know one mississippi you have scanned four radio frequencies and you can right. actually speed it up and slow it down. And what has happened is, is it's generating EM energy and generating white noise. Spirits have found a way to communicate through the spirit box. And okay, to slow down, I want to ask you a question. Um, sure. The, uh, you, you said it emanates electromagnetic energy. Yes. Now, are you, are you saying the scanner transmits the, the, the EM? The unit itself. It pumps out electromagnetic energy. Yeah, this is kind of um, along the same lines of the Spiricom. What is the importance of pumping out electromagnetic energy, Paul? There isn't one. He just keeps saying that. Art asks about like, well, how much EM energy um, is this actually pumping out? He's like, oh, I don't really know. I don't have it with me here. You know, I have to look into that. Like. Most things give off a little bit of electromagnetic energy, so he's probably not incorrect in that this thing that runs on um, a battery does do that, but it right. probably would, it would be negligible. Um, right. He's saying electromagnetic energy because electromagnetism is associated with ghost hunting because right. it's something that you can register Got and then it. pretend there's a ghost there. Yeah, okay. So it's just like in that anything electronic spits off some EM matter. There's going to be a little bit of electromagnetism oh, on this shit. Right. Um, the other, so the funny thing about the spirit box, did you did you understand what it is from that description? Uh, a little bit, but go ahead and give me a dumbed down version because I'm still not 100% sure. Like, it's just a more in-depth recorder. Is that essentially what it is? So the thing is, it's not even a recorder. It's basically just a shitty transistor radio that has been programmed to cycle very quickly through radio frequencies so it's like you know when you hold down the button in your car and you just start scanning fm radio scan, Dad, the scan button but what this is doing is that it's stopping every quarter of a second at the next frequency so it goes like 97.1 97.2 97.3 and it's just right. flicking between them and then starting back over at the top and it can do that in either fm band or am band why would you want to do that because according to this theory what you're catching is ghosts this is a way that ghosts can communicate with you essentially what he's describing is the ghost version of bumblebee from transformers oh i see yeah I so see. ghosts are okay. using the radio to communicate right right and yes. using whatever frequencies they have available to them mm -hmm. to hit the language yeah that they need this yeah. is weird dude <laughs> He I, he did say something like that where he's like, and ghosts have figured out how to use this. And I was like, dude, that's fake. Yeah, it's super fake. All yeah. you're doing is catching bits of radio. There's ghost, there's ghost classes where they're like, we're going to teach you how to use the spirit box 2700 today. <laughs> Flip over to page seven, chapter three. Uh, we're going to talk about AM versus FM, which one's better. Yeah, so you're just grabbing tidbits of radio shows that are out there, but it's so fast that it's like, oh, I heard this word, and that's an answer to my question. Don't like the spirit box, dude. Not into the spirit box. You're not into it? I'm not. I'm, I don't like the spirit box already. Do we have a bunch of spirit box stuff? 
No, this is just at okay, the beginning. Good. None right, of the good, recordings good. are from the spirit box. All right, good, because it's not loving the spirit box stuff. So here's an interesting thing. Art also didn't like it. And I really enjoy yeah. art. Art got fixated on it because of how stupid it is, I think. It's so he dumb. Was, he was trying to make something out. He's like, this doesn't make sense. If you've got a, what amounts to a scanner in there, mm-hmm. then you're listening to radio frequencies. Correct. And if um, even if it's just white noise, well... If you should suddenly get a voice, that could come from, um, I don't know, a shortwave broadcast station. It could come from me. Yeah. I'm on the air all the time exactly. on shortwave. And so, how, many, how many years have we brought that up where it's, you know, people with EVP have said, okay, it's baby monitors. It's, uh, I mean, how many whatever. years? Whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. So and, that's why I'm skeptical. I, yeah, and I'm skeptical as well. It's. Just when it's in context like that, and it happens over and over. When what happens over and over? When when you get answers that seem to make sense. So he was just talking about uh, how like you ask a question, and then you get like a direct response. And it's like, well, that just makes me think that it's real. But right. I think we got a bit of confirmation bias going on here, where Definitely. if you want it to work, you're going to make Definitely. whatever random words you grab while you're scanning all of the radio frequencies fit with your question. I'm ticked as a ghost that it would take multiple frequencies for me to get across. It would be a bummer. I'm like, I'm ticked off right now. I learned one frequency. I learned 93.4. Favorite. That was my NPR station back in Nashville or whatever it was. 93.1, I think maybe it was. And that's the one I learned. And now I got to learn three others? (laughs) This afterlife thing isn't turning out what I thought it was going to be, dude. Well, one language, one universal language. Speaking of the afterlife, do you want to hear some of these EVPs? Oh my god, dude! I don't know if I do. I may not sleep tonight. Dude, we're going to start light. We're going to so they okay. they do say that they have recorded demons before, so we will hear no. from some demons today. We're going to hear a demon. We're going to hear a demon today. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't want to hear a demon. They got a demon on a radio. I don't recorder. like that. I don't like that, dude. I do not uh, like that. I listened to this while falling asleep. That's usually when I listen to Coast. And, like, I actually couldn't sleep for a little bit. <laughs> right. Oh, that's not good. I'm but we're starting light. Okay. We're starting light. Thank you for warning us. All right. So what I'm going to do is we're going to play the, the introduction to the recording. And then we're going to jump into the recording so you can actually hear it. And you actually hear the owner of the mausoleum, his wife, says, that poor girl is going to be terrified. And she's referring to this girl that uh, we had brought. It's her first ghost investigation she's ever done. So you hear that woman say that poor girl is going to be terrified. And then an EVP says, Ben, come over here. And the EVP is almost androgynous. Uh, Ben, which we talked about earlier in the show, Ben Hansen from Sci-Fi is Factor Faked, was about to show up at this investigation. He hadn't come yet. All right, so the EVP, you're going to hear a a woman talk, and you're going to hear Ben come over here from the ghost. And then what it's going to do is it's going to play it a second time, but louder, so that you can hear it a little better. Mon number one, play. That poor girl's going to be terrified. Mm. 
All right, I, I take it back. Uh, it was pretty clear to me. Ben, come over here, I think. Ben, come over here is what it sounds like. I don't know if that's exactly what I heard, but that's pretty interesting. I mean, you definitely hear something. It sounds more just like a hauler. I, di- I didn't hear Ben come over here. Yeah, like, yeah, that's more more of a hauler. But it was definitely, I mean, you, you hear something. Yeah, but not super creepy. There's like a little something there. It's like, what's that noise? Little something I don't there. know. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, not super clear. Somebody yelling off in the distance, it could be. It, like, honestly, that's kind of what I thought. It's just, I don't the wind's blowing weird through a door. I don't know. It, it didn't really sound like Oh, too that's much. a good one, too. Yeah. That's a good one, too. But, yeah, I can see. It was the voicey. It was voicey. And mm-hmm. it had, like, the timbre of somebody saying something. Yeah, it definitely did. So, all right, not super convincing on that first one, but let's, let's see what else we got. Right. Um, so, for our second EVP, Chris... They caught a child's voice at a funeral home. Was the word. Let's go to number two. All right. So number two. Now, Brendan, this was uh, re- this, this is, was the Boston funeral home that we did. This was a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're going to hear Brendan's voice. You're going to hear him, and uh, Brendan's going to say, "Can you guys tell me?" what you like to do, uh, where you are, something to that effect. He, he says, uh, can you guys tell me what you like to do, where you are? Asks a question, and again, it, it, you're going to go back to the child EVP, which you know stops my heart every time we capture one of these. Uh, the child says, I need you. You need to hide me. Don't like that, dude. That's super spooky. Don't like that. That's not a good thing to say as a, as a small <laughs> child in a funeral home, dude. No, though to be fair, could just be playing hide and seek. That is true. There, that that's slightly less nefarious. That is way less nefarious, and that's what I'm going to go with for right now. Do we have this? We have this clip. We have this clip. So here it is. I need you. You need to hide me. Is what is what he says. All right. Uh, here comes number two. Can you guys tell me what you like to do where you are? That's clearly a child. Um, no question about it. A child. I don't want to do any more of these, dude. <laughs> I don't. I can't do. I can't do another one of these. That was clear. Is it? Wasn't that spooky? That was super duper spooky. What a terribly constructed sentence. What is it that you like to do where you are? <laughs> yeah. I, if I was a child, I would be like. Yeah, you need to hide me because you have terrible grammar. Hide me from this weird man. Hide me from this man who doesn't make any sense in the questions he's asking. I'm a ghost. I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck here. Well, and that one just sounded so much more like a voice to me than the first one. Big time, dude. That was a big time voice. And like, I I don't know if it was suggestion, but I heard... I need you, you need to hide me. I heard that. 
I think a lot of it is suggestion because essentially the way that this works is that GIS and it's it's a defunct group now. It was they were they were doing all this for free. They would just go out and like do this research and stuff and then report on it. And uh, the the way of the work is that they would get the recordings. They'd all go back and then they would listen to the tapes and then like debate over what these things say. So a huge portion right. of this is that they've already established what this sounds like and then they're telling it to you. Right. So right. you are yeah, projecting a little bit. Good. But regardless, it still sounds like a voice. I may not have been able to make out what it said, but it sounded like a voice. Super creepy. And, and also, I mean, kind of cool that they were doing it for free. Mm -hmm. I mean, they weren't, like, milking it. And they could have. They totally could have. Yeah, they, they could have had, like, classes or something. This was 2013. You could start an online ghost hunting class. But, yeah, it was pretty much just... Easy, dude. Easy. They were doing it for love of the game, and I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they all okay. had day so jobs as well. So... Yeah, this one, this one, I didn't like this one. Well, let's let's see if you I'm like this. I'm not excited uh, for the demon, dude. I'm not. We're not there yet. Demon. We're not there yet. So, another one at I believe it was the same Boston funeral home. And uh, where where was this done? Well, okay, so this was at the same Boston funeral home. Uh, it was that same night, but it was hours later. And you remember the last voice was a kid. I do. Okay, here's the thing that scares me. And this is where Jimmy and I, I, I think we talked about this quite a bit on are, are these actually kids or are they demons or are they trying to pretend they're kids? Because you're going to hear me ask, can you describe what it's like where you're at? Which is uh, a common question that I ask, I, because right. that's why we're doing this. I mean, right, we're trying know, to what, find out what's yeah, there. What's nature of the other side. Of course. So can you describe what it's like where you're at? And then this child says, I saw something move. There might be monsters over there. I don't want to hear this. <laughs> I can't hear this. So the interesting thing that that they've also discussed a little bit is that they they think that whenever they hear a child's voice, it's actually just demons because their whole thing right. is like, OK, if you think there's an afterlife and we're catching ghosts, that must mean that there's some sort of deity. And why would that deity allow like an innocent child to just walk around on Earth and not like bring them home to wherever that is? Right. So they're like, maybe okay. yeah, the kind of children are kind of. But... It's it's pretty right. lame logic, but what they're saying is that yeah, maybe yeah, these children right. are actually just demons who are trying right, to trick right, us. Right, 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 yeah. Or, or yeah, it's just ghosts messing with us. Yeah, something like that. So let's get into the recording, which is, I saw something move. There might be monsters over there. Sad. Can you describe what it's like where you're at? I saw something Wow. It sounds like there might be monsters over there. That one, the, the it does sound like that. I hear that. Yeah. I hear that one, dude. Yeah. I don't like that, dude. I don't want to. I, I don't want to die now, dude. I'm not looking for <laughs> monsters. Yeah, yeah, not great, not great. Uh, you need to hide me, and there's monsters, dude. I'm getting real Stranger Things vibes from the afterlife. 
Not good. So could be a demon, though. Just something to keep in mind. Although what I really don't like about that idea is that if you were to assume there is a god, I think it's a little silly to be like, oh, well, he wouldn't let children wander the earth, but he would let everyone else. Like, uh, it's silly. What? That's a silly. That's a silly. I don't understand that logic. If we had a, a father deity, the father deity would put the kid ghosts in the playpen and, and give them uh, Lincoln logs to play with. Yeah, it's like, is there like a cutoff? Like at age 18, you 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 just get stuck on Earth? Like, I don't understand. Orphan, dude, you're orphan ghost. But but God loves his little children ghosts. Well, and plus a lot actually, of... I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that, actually. Yeah, you, you made I'm that sound comfortable so with this. The other thing, too, is, is a lot of people believe in residual hauntings, which is that the spirit isn't necessarily here. But that the right. energy from a person being present in a in a room or space is then held, yes. and then that's what you're accessing, yes. right? And that's also how yes. people who have murdered other people and have gone to jail right. are still haunting the house that they murdered someone in. They're still alive, but the energy right. is what's doing the haunting. I always right. like that idea. Right. Yeah, something like, yeah, that's always a good idea. But also, dude, it could very well be the portal that Jack Parsons opened. In the 40s. It could be the Jack Parsons Antichrist portal for sure. That's the possibility. That That's in my head right now. And that they may be onto something that these are demons. Well, speaking of uh, spookiness, Chris, this next one is from an insane asylum. See, this is the thing, dude. You know, you go to places where demons congregate. They definitely congregate around funeral homes. And they definitely congregated the same asylums, dude. That's their favorite place on the planet. Yeah, spooky old insane asylums where they did weird experiments. That is so haunted. That's demon area. I have watched American Horror Story Asylum, and it was terrifying. I'm trying to be as, as politically correct as I can. It was a it was an insane asylum at one point. It's also been a drug rehab center, and it's been a hospital, and it's been you know a variety of things. We we captured this EVP, and gotcha. in this uh, in this track, you're going to hear a woman with. She sounds like she's got an accent. It, it's possibly a Hispanic accent. You know, a lot of silence, and then all of a sudden you'll hear a female voice say, "Put that thing in his eyes," hmm. which is all kind right. of ominous sounding. Yeah. Let's so kind of ominous, just a little ominous here. A little ominous. Uh, we don't know what they're putting in the eye, but uh, we can imagine an insane asylum. Not good, Art. <laughs> All right, so let's hear it. Put that thing in his eyes. Number four. Put that thing in his eyes. Wow. Put that thing in his eyes. Put that thing in his eyes. Oh wow, that is. Um, yeah, there was just silence. There was no. That's there very was no concerning. Yeah, that's yeah. very concerning. That's very clear. Dude, I think I'm liking your idea that these are impressions mm -hmm. on the world, like that leave little tracks almost because they're so, you know, and that they could be absolutely positive. They can also be incredibly negative, too. And if you go to negative places, you're going to get negative feedback loops, mm -hmm. negative electromagnetic pulses in which you can kind of reach almost back into when this terrible thing happened. 
it was like our our British constables getting hit with the ghost train. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of that same thing. So um, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm kind of liking your theory on this one, Paulie. Well, and what I always like to think of it as, too, is, you know, there is no real reason for time to move forward or backwards, right? And, like, we move three di- through right. three-dimensional space, right? But we're, we're living in the fourth dimension, which is time. And if you were to be a fifth-dimensional right. creature looking at the fourth dimension, you would see everything in a superposition, which is everywhere you will ever yes. be and everywhere you ever were will all be occurring inside of a block at the same time. And I think we talked a bit about this in... Um, our uh dr masters episode about uh time traveling ufos and to me it's like what if there is some way that we can capture like things that are in that position they were slash are here in this spot just 50 years before like that to me is kind of like a cool idea yeah totally i totally buy it i mean you don't even need to convince me i'm already sold (laughs) i was was trying to sell you they didn't have to sell me at all dude i'm totally into it 100 it happens it definitely happens because you once you were sitting in four dimensions there's that theoretical fifth dimension mm-hmm. right you would be living in fifth dimensional space which would be different than anything that we could even fathom right now right yeah. but they probably get little fragmentary pieces of it as well these fourth dimensional creatures Mm -hmm. and so it's almost you know we call it esp or sixth sense or something like that but it is this uh, you know where we can almost ride the fourth dimension and it typically only happens for us when it's something that actually imprints on time Mm -hmm. which actually doesn't happen all that much much like an interstellar, the power of love, which broke through time and space. I think creepiness also can break through time and space. <laughs> Fear, hatred, creepiness. Yeah. The strong emotions. I mean, very strong emotions. Mm-hmm. You go to some very old places, dude. There is, you know, I, I especially think of like around the U.S., like Native American, like old sacred grounds and stuff and you do you get hit with a wave of like yeah i get why they thought this was sacred dude for sure (laughs) yeah well you want to let's get to another one here this next one so it's it's very grim but i also kind of laughed in a in a really dark way so they went to they went to a cemetery and they set a recorder on a baby grave and what we did was we set a uh, digital recorder down on a uh, on a the grave of a baby. It was a baby grave. There's a little, you know, marble lamb kind of carved on top of the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get the idea. Yeah. So we right. um, we set the digital recorder down and walked away. You'll hear wind blowing. Now there was some arguing within the GIS, Barbara, Brendan, myself, uh, because some of us say that the baby is laughing. Others of us say the baby is crying. Uh, it is it's really subjective, and you know I'm interested to see what you think about this. I feel like I dude, I don't like this. I feel like I have some ethical issues with them actively trying to record a baby's grave. That just feels uncomfortable to me. I don't like it. I do not like it whatsoever. But go ahead and play it. All right. All right, here we go.
You know what? I'm I'm split too. I don't know. Is that a laugh or is that a cry or is that just you know, that that could be like a three month old baby. I'm done, dude. I don't want to hear another one of these things. That's that was creepy. a baby crying. It was like and it it wasn't like totally bad, but there were aspects of it that were bad. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of the baby that got captured by the Night King in Game of Thrones, dude, where it's like crying, but then also like giggling and he's like poking it in the belly. But it's a horrifying ice creature. Yeah. I was getting those vibes, dude. Not good vibes. Bad vibes. But and that's why you don't put a recorder on a baby's grave. Um, dark, very dark. Well, and the thing is that they were they recorded that at like midnight in a graveyard when it was freezing outside. Like there weren't babies right. around. There's no baby there. There's no babies. Where'd that voice There's come from? Definitely not a baby there, dude. That's crazy. I don't like this, dude. I do not like EVP. Where'd the voice come from? Where'd that baby's cry come from? I don't I, know, dude. I, dude, okay, so here's the thing. We're getting this is creepy world. I have an explanation for like a decent amount that I think would make sense, right? Like if you're in a mortuary, houses and buildings, they settle, right? So like if you're there at night, there's going to be creaks and groans as the temperature is dropping. So I think that if you record hundreds and hundreds of hours in a space, there's going to be a weird creak or draft that you pick up that kind of sounds like a voice and you can read into it. I have no explanation for the baby laughing thing, ex- unless there's a possibility a tape recorder can pick up a baby monitor, which I, I haven't really seen that before. I don't know where else that would come from. I don't like it, Dick. Well, I saved I'm the best fan, one. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> really hating this a lot. I saved the best one for last. Are you ready? Is this the demon? This is the demon. Oh, oh God, guys. Pray <laughs> with me afterwards, okay? This is a little boy in Texas who's uh, who's being haunted. was sent to us by a, uh, a family in Texas okay. who was being menaced, wanted our help, and uh, was being menaced, had a little boy in the family that said uh, there was something that was uh, menacing him, hurting him. Uh, being mean to him and and attacking him in the middle of the night. So he picks up his video camera and says, okay, give me a tour of your room. You know, show me around your room. Where does this thing come from? And you'll hear in this EVP, you'll hear this uh, little boy that's being attacked by this evil entity saying, you know, this is my baseball glove. Uh, This is, you know, he's kind of, you'll hear him directing him around the room, and then you'll see, this is the TV, that's where he comes out of, and then he, he, you'll, the little boy sees movement on the TV that's off, and then you'll hear uh, the demon say, I am your worst enemy, Um, I watch you while you sleep. Paul, if your small child said a demon was haunting them, are you calling ghost hunters? I'm calling a good priest, Chris. Ah, <laughs> get yourself a good priest. I'm calling. I'm not Catholic. I'm calling the Catholic Church immediately. Yeah, get yourself a good priest. I need some backup. Holy water, spritz them down. I don't know. First question I'm asking: How many exorcisms have you done? None. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Give me the next guy. I want the old, gnarled, Irish, drunk priest, dude, who's seen some stuff, dude. 
battle-worn, fought the devil himself. The guy who talks about how pieces of his soul have been ripped out by demons. That's the guy I want, dude. <laughs> That's the guy I want. You lose a bit of your soul every time. All right, so here's the recording, Chris. I don't want to hear it, dude. It is. I, I am your worst enemy. I watch you while you sleep. That's you don't so even scary. need me to tell you because it's that clear. Oh, God. All right, here we go. Okay. Hey, look, my baseball glove. No, my old one. No worse enemy. What you said. I just saw something move on the screen, Sean. Well, it's not there anymore. You want to hear it again? No! All right, we'll do it again. Do it. Do it. No worse enemy. What you said. I just saw something move on the screen. He says, I'm your worst enemy. I watch you sleep, dude. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. That's like the creepiest thing a demon could say <laughs> to a small boy. The worst thing it could have said. That's the most terrible thing it could have said. <laughs> I do not like that, dude. If I, if I caught that, dude, I'm calling Malachi Martin, dude, from the grave for sure. Like, Father Martin, I'm going to need you on this one, dude. Oh, no. Imagine recording a home video and then playing it back and hearing that. No, I can't. Dude, I would I'm pee gonna myself. Think about, I'm going to think about that one for the rest of my life, dude. <laughs> that was the I'm going to go one. on my deathbed thinking about, I'm your worst enemy. I watch you while you sleep. That's not good. Terrifying. Terrifying. That's not good. All right, Chris. Well, for our last clip, uh, it's it's a simple question. Should we all be trying EVPs? Would the two of you, you know, earlier in the program, I suggested people try this for themselves. Is there any danger in doing this? Yes, there is. I mean, danger as far as are you going to be killed? No. Uh, but danger in the fact that could something follow you home, that's certainly a possibility. Has something it, ever followed you home? Yeah, yes. yeah I, had, uh, I had something very dark, very malevolent, uh, hurting my son. We both have. Yeah, it's, Brandon has too. Yeah. Not good. No. You don't want to bring home, you don't want to bring work home with you, do you, Paul? You never do, Chris. You never do. A little homework in the worst sense on that one, eh, Paul? Very true. Although, here's the thing. I still want to try it. I don't want to do it. I want to go do want... a graveyard and try and catch. That's going to be something you do by yourself. Maybe we can get you a, a guest host that night. And y'all can go out to a graveyard and do some EVP work. But I will not be on that episode. Well, I mentioned the abandoned asylum that's close to me. I kind of want to go there and do it. It seems like a hot spot. Ah, not doing it. Not going to any of those places, dude. There's, clearly there's demons. Clearly there's demons there, dude. I'm not messing with it. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I, I don't know. I was looking at the spirit boxes. You can buy them for $90 on Amazon. And I think maybe don't, that's a good way of breaking in. Don't buy the spirit box, dude. Just get you an old school recorder. Uh, apparently, you don't even need a recorder. You can just use your phone. Oh yeah, 
because like yeah i guess you could they initially yeah they initially thought that you had to use the analog recorders and then they tested it out with digital recorders and they said the digital recorders um actually are better but you want the the crappier cheaper ones because they don't filter out as much white noise so you catch more so you don't really want a nice recorder when you do this there you go dude Mm -hmm. just use your iphones kids just grab your iphone and go go something Go talk to a demon, children. Yay! <laughs> Don't do it. Ever. Do not play with this. EVPs. This is an awful one. I'm putting a disclaimer on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, on a scale of one to five uh, spooky ghost children, what do you give our friends Brendan Cook and Jimmy Chunga? I dude, I don't know what I'm rating here, but it was like a four at least because I have doo-doo in my pants. <laughs> I pooped myself from fright, dude, and will not be able to sleep for the next week without serious melatonin. So uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know I don't like this stuff. I know, but I love it so much. I'm giving it five ghost children because it this gets me up in the morning, Chris. I love ghosts. I love Yo, ghosts. I'm like a little scaredy cat. Seriously, in third grade, they told me about Bloody Mary, and I couldn't watch Scooby-Doo for like three months because it was that, too spooky. I can't wait for next October when we get to do Spooktober again. Like, yeah, dude, you're going to actively try to scare the crap out of me. The only problem is that it's too far away. Can we do like a spooky July? You should. When, when was the uh, half, year, half year mark? What was half Halloween? Um, we are we're way. We would have missed it. It, it would have been like we're April. Way past it. Yeah, we're just, way past yeah, it. Yeah, just do Halloween and summer. We can do one <laughs> week. It's fine. Yeah, Halloween summer. Yeah, it's like we'll, hot boy summer, but different. Yeah, we'll just do like a ghost to ghost for no reason in July. It'll be great. Their EVP is up there, dude. I'm scared. EVP's I'm legitimately spooked out, dude. This yeah. may be. I just may make this the Halloween and summer episode because I'm freaked out. Well, because we watched movies like White Noise or like Sixth Sense, you know, growing up. And I think that gave me a love for ghosts. I am your enemy. Well, that will be today's episode, Chris. I watch you sleep. (laughs) We will be back with more Coast to Coast next week. All spooky, all the time. Later.